You're listening to The Brave Yes, the show where we explore the many brave yes leaps that heart-centered, passionate women can make in order to show up in this world more fully as you, without apology. I'm your host, Sean Fink, a coach for rising women leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs who are ready to lead with authenticity and courage. Whether it's changing jobs or trying a new industry, starting a business, writing a book, or a new program for your business. Brave yeses are those scary but exciting leaps we want to make. I am here to guide you through choosing, experiencing, and mapping out how you can make your brave yes happen. This episode is brought to you by my free Brave Yes newsletter weekly email to inspire your own Brave Yes journey. The newsletter, along with this podcast, are designed to inspire your creativity, your resilience, and your courage to do the things that you want to do in your life. When you sign up, you'll instantly receive my 10 Brave Yes living tips to start putting into action in your own life and Brave Yes journey. A link to subscribe will be in the show notes or head over to seanfink.com. So hello, everybody. I am really excited about this episode. I am here today as a solo show. No guest, just me. I know that there hasn't been much of that lately. Uh, So today I am inspired to talk to you about making time for your brave yes. And so uh, this, this came to me actually in two different capacities. The first was a question that I got from a former client of mine who's been listening to the podcast. And the other was from a Facebook thread where I was in a group and a mom who is a business owner and another coach started to really feel like she was in tears over the fact that she is not making progress in getting her business up and running the way she wants it to be. And Of course, she's referencing the pandemic and having kids home and trying to juggle it all. And so I thought this is a great time for me to bring up how I've done all of this with kids at home, uh, juggling and not juggling at times. So I want to start with the beginning here, and that's the bravest journey is something that I'm uh, going to be talking a lot more about. Um, but there's there's the beginning of the brave yes journey, and you might be there. There's the end of the brave yes journey, so you might be there. I am at the end of the brave yes journey. In fact, I have completed the brave yes journey several times in my life. Um, so the beginning of the journey is I, I I've worked with so many women who are at this stage where you know that there's something more for you. You know, maybe you're in a job that just isn't working for you, or it's a job you don't like, or you have a boss you don't like, and you know that there's got to be something else out there for you, but you don't know what, you don't, you don't want to waste your time kind of just skipping around to jobs. You really want to find something that, that meets you where you're at, that fills you up and feels meaningful and is life fulfilling. And so that's the, the very beginning stage when you're starting to really question and ask yourself, okay, you know, who do I want to be when I grow up? And 
part of that I was also like, okay, what am I passionate about? What is, you know, what is, what am I good at? You know, that's the, that's the beginning stage. And this is where a lot of my coaching work begins with women privately, because this is where we start to have great conversations. I give lots of homework on self-discovery work, which is my passion in life. So that's the beginning. Then after you have figured all of that out and you have a direction, you know what your brave yes is going to be. There is the, okay, now what? (laughs) There's the, how am I going to make this happen? Um, So for me, when I knew I had a brave yes, um, before I started my, my first business, Abundant Mama, um, I was blogging at the time. I knew there was something more for me. And I just couldn't articulate it. I couldn't see it. And so I reached out for help to a friend and she was such a great guide for me um, in in turning what I thought was a couple of bad ideas into something that was actually really good and became something really a beautiful movement for moms around the world. But that stage is very messy because when you have the idea, it's, it's one thing. And you can see it and you can envision it, but then making it happen. How do you make it happen? That's where another layer of this journey comes in. And then there's the next stage, which is, okay, I'm going to make this happen. I know what I need to do. I know exactly what my steps are. Now there's the self-doubt piece that comes in. Okay, I'm scared. I'm afraid. What if I quit my job and go out and start this business and, and it fails? There's You know, what if I try this, take this promotion and it's too much responsibility? There's a lot of self-doubt comes in. This is, again, where coaching is is ideal because we can work through every little bit of the steps along the way. And then there's, you know, you've done it. The, you know, throwing the backpack over the wall. You've, You've made the leap. And people get caught up in thinking that's like the, like the, ah, like the wonderful, like epiphany part of, the journey, but it's actually not because <laughs> when you get to that point, there's other aspects that are going to come up and really throw you for a loop. And again, some of that might be the self-doubt and fear, but it's also, okay, now how do I do this? Now that I've done this, how do I do this? I have a client who um, just took a new job, um, is preparing to you know take this leap into an industry that she's not really um, feeling familiar with. And also it's a higher, a lot of higher responsibility. So how am I going to make this work? How do I have the skills? Um, A lot of that will come up in questioning. And so there's that part of sort of toward the end. And then there's at the very, very, very end where you feel like you have finally made it through and you're, you're good. You're on solid ground. You've done your brave yes. And now you're back at the beginning. You're ready to repeat. And why do we repeat? Because once we do something really beautiful and scary, we just want to do it again. And we get stronger every time, braver every time. And so that's kind of the, the, the kind of the a very short version of, of the journey that I have been able to kind of really figure out. And part of that is um, from my own experience, I've done several brave yes leaps in my life. Um, in my adulthood. And all of mine, every single one of my brave yeses have included an identity change. And I'm going to talk more about identity change in the future, but I want to just throw that out there that that is actually the hardest part of brave yeses is that 
if there is no identity part of it that is being impacted, then it's probably not really that scary, um, meaning it's not that brave. Um, so something to consider if you are in that place of, okay, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I, I want to go back to work. What do I want to do? That's going to be an identity change. That's what makes it so hard. <laughs> so, so all of this is to say, no matter where you are on this journey, which is why I wanted to kind of share, give you the big picture, it's all hard along the way. It's a lot of inner design work. It's a lot of inner self-discovery. It's a lot of figuring things out. And if you're in that stage of your life where you're like, well, I don't know that I need to change. Everything's good. But you feel like you're slogging through your life. Everything just has, you know, it's not very colorful. It's just there. Then that's the sign that you're probably at the beginning, um, kind of pre-journey. You haven't even stepped on the journey yet. And that's okay. But once you get to that point where you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe there is something more for me. That's when you will begin your journey. That's when the questionings begin. And there's so many beautiful questions to ask of ourselves at every stage on the journey. So no matter where you are on this beautiful, amazing, messy journey, there is absolutely work to be done. And so that's why this question has really kind of stood out to me is that I'm, I have obviously struggled with making time over the years because, um, and I'm going to speak to when I started my first business, Abundant Mama, and then even now with, um, you know, kind of going into as Sean Fink, um, my own brand and kind of building all of my content and my offerings around this brave yes. The, the truth of the matter is that I had kids all along. I never had childcare, but what I did have was kids who were in school. And so when this mom who was in tears on this Facebook thread talked about how she's struggling, I chimed in very quickly to say, whoa, 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 this has not been an ordinary year. You are not expected to be where you might've been in any other year. Do not hold yourself to that high level of expectations. In fact, this is the kind of year where you're going to need to lower your expectations, redefine what you see as success for this year. Because this is the year that women have lost all support. At every level, we have lost support. And without support, and I'm going to talk more about support, it's really hard to build anything, to create anything. Um, so if you've been trying to do all of this with kids in the room or down the hall, as I have been, permission for grace, just radical grace, because this has been hard, very, very hard. Now, I, I want to say, I want to show you exactly how I know that it's been super hard. My kids, because I was running along pretty good. I had a great 2020. I think 2020 was one of my best years ever. I'm not loving 2021 <laughs> at this point. Um, it's been a, a bit of a stall for me personally. But over the year, I I was able to get my work done. 
But by the end of 2020, and, and really as we hit 2021, I really started to question my abilities and my talents and my skills. And I was really feeling like I'd lost, I'd lost some things of myself. I was feeling I couldn't write the way that I wanted to write. I couldn't articulate things the way I wanted to articulate. Ideas weren't, weren't coming the way they normally do. And I was getting a lot of overwhelm. I didn't, I didn't know what was the next move. What was the next move? Um, and this was, you know, after I'd already thrown my backpack over the wall, by the way, um, which at that time was a flood of creativity, but then I kind of hit this really swampy place. Um, and I didn't understand what was happening. And so two weeks ago, my kids went back to school for four days a week for the first time in a year. And the first week I had trouble settling in, even though I had all this time, quiet time, solitude to myself, I was really struggling. By the end of the second week though, my creativity and my clarity completely returned. And it was, it was like a flood and I, I could, I could recognize the internal and mental shift that had happened. And that was only because of the solitude and the quiet time, the amount of space that I had to really get in there and do the work and write and let thoughts flow and really process. And so this is leading me to what I want to talk about is the three, the three kind of tips that I want to offer to you if you are no matter where you are on the journey and I'll talk about that each part of the journey a little bit under each of these but the first thing that you're going to always need no matter whether no matter you're whether you're in a pandemic or if you work full-time which is how I was uh, operating when I started the Abundant Mama project or if you um, are a stay-at-home mom um, no matter what's what your life circumstances are, you're busy. You're you're busy. You've got things, and so creating the space for yourself is the kind of self care that you're going to need to work toward to allow yourself the time and the, and the space to do what you need to do to move into the next stage of your journey. So, I say that creating space for yourself is self care because. Real self-care is helping you live into your purpose. And so if you're not sure how to make time for it, consider that space, solitude, quiet time is a huge part of your own well-being and set the priority for that. Working toward meaningful goals is in fact a huge, a huge happiness booster. Meaningful goals are often those that will help you live a more meaningful life, like finding a career or financial income that is going to bring you some kind of joy. Um, and so when you know that working toward your life purpose is actually going to make you happier, then it's a priority. It's an absolute priority. I always tell people, if I don't have time to work on my work, to serve my people, to inspire people, I'm not, I'm pretty cranky. Uh, actually, I'm really cranky. And so, yeah, I mean, by, you know, February, middle of the pandemic, the kids couldn't even like leave the house because it was cold and snowy every day. I was really starting to feel out of sorts. And so that space is essential. And you might need to leave the house. You might need to set up a day where, you know, everybody leaves the house for you so that you have a solid block of time. But piecemealing 
and multitasking kids and, and your life purpose doesn't work. It doesn't work easily. You know, you know, when my kids were little and I was starting blogging and writing on the internet, I did a lot of that in a notebook sitting on the floor with them. That kind of stuff you can do. But when we're talking about high level getting things done, it's a lot trickier. So you got to know what, what can be done on the floor or at the edges of your day or maybe over your lunch hour versus, you know, really putting a day's work time in so that you can do your work. Um, I, you know, my coaching clients, I always say, you need, you need to take time for your coaching work. You know, take that time. You know, no matter where you are on the journey, you have questions that you need to answer. You have questions you need to reflect on. You have contemplation to do. And so what you need to do for yourself is give yourself the time and the space to reflect, to contemplate, to really dig in and do the deep work from within. And you cannot do that very easily when there's chaos all around you. So that's my first tip for you is create the space and you will need to set a boundary around this. You will need the space to be you and you will need to set this as something that is vital for you if you really want to make progress. My next tip goes back to something that I mentioned earlier, which is support. Even if we weren't in the pandemic and support systems have, you know, didn't fall like they have, Support is absolutely the number one thing that you need on your journey. Um, I can't think of a time on my journey when I did this alone and it, and it worked well. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. It's, it is crucial for me and many other women that I know that you don't do this alone, that you don't travel this journey alone, that you do get as much help as you can get from the right people, I should say. There's good support and there's not good support when you're talking about your life's calling and your dreams and your offerings and the books that you want to write. So be careful with who you let in and who you trust with your ideas, but find support, really good support. A coach who's going to move you along in your journey and move you along and set, you know, help you hold you accountable and inspire you and motivate you to get beyond yourself when you will get in your own way is going to be vital. Accountability partners, mentors, people who are going to hold space for you and allow you the time to work through the obstacles that you're going to encounter. I don't know if you've, you know, if, if you, if it, at any point on the journey, you may find that you get in this place of indecision or the inability to move forward because you're kind of stuck ruminating on one thing like and you can't seem to make up your mind. That's where having somebody to talk through it with is going to be vital. You will move through this journey so much more quickly if you get the support, the right support. Doing it on your own is the long, hard way to do it. And it's also very lonely. And I'm going to be talking more about loneliness in the future on an episode or two because it's a big part of how we feel as creators and people who are building things and trying to do something different. But it's also a big part of when we, we're not living our life's purpose. Finally, the last tip that I want to offer is to really work on your self-leadership skills. This is um, holding yourself to a deadline, setting goals, getting yourself to do the work, working through your resistance and your negativity and any blocks that you might have and why you're not moving forward. Um, there's a lot going on within you 
and there's a lot of parts happening at once and you need to understand what's going on and start to manage yourself so that you don't fall into a downward spiral, which is always going to either stop your dream from happening or slow it down so that it's nearly impossible to move forward. That momentum, keeping that momentum going is so vital to getting through the whole journey of, of a brave yes. All of this is to say that if no matter where you are on the journey, or if you're in that pre-journey stage where you're not quite there yet, but you're listening to this podcast, then it's time to create the space. It's time to get the support and it's time to lead yourself to greatness. And that is exactly what I'm here to help you with. And not only do I help you with it, I have been through it over and over and over. And I'm going to share more of my brave yeses in, in future episodes as well. So um, hang in. I'm working on a new offering that's going to help you define and pick out your brave yes. And I offer private coaching. So if you are interested, hop over to my website, find me, let's connect, let's talk, let's see what's going on. Because this journey is so beautiful and so powerful and super hard and messy. I wouldn't want anybody to do it on their own, and I certainly wouldn't want to do it just figuring it out because that's where we make a lot of mistakes and we waste a little bit of time. Not that any of the work that you're doing is ever going to be a complete waste of time, but it's nice when we can kind of set the goals and get there without a lot of distractions and self-doubt and decision fatigue, uh, all of that, which is a part of the journey. So if you are at all interested in getting help with your Brave Yes at any point on the journey, I would love to speak with you. So just reach out. In the meantime, remember compassion for the year that just won't stop. And compassion if you're not making the progress that you think you should be making at this point in your journey. And it's okay to give yourself a break and it's okay to push yourself when you know that you need to push yourself, but you must listen to yourself and really get to know what it is that you need at the time. But if your brave yes is calling you and you're excited about it, it's time to work toward it. Don't let anything stop you. This is your moment. Keep going.